all right, well, one of the other big uh, interruptions, of course, that COVID has caused is the um, the international passenger routes have all got ground to a halt. Michael, with reduced international traffic playing out through COVID, does that mean that foreign investment in Australian ag is going to take a breather or uh, create some kind of interruption to the investment landscape here? Mark, the impact of the COVID disruptions on foreign investment into Australian ag has been interesting because it's come in a number of ways. The first one is absolutely a positive. As we've seen markets, international equity markets be volatile, but as we've also seen demand for food continue to grow, whether it be through panic buying uh, in supermarkets around the world, whether it's been countries lifting their food security needs, the focus on agri has increased. What that means for foreign investment, and particularly for Australia, is that a lot of investment capital, more than it did before, is looking at agriculture, looking at the fundamentals and keen to get into it. And what that means for Australia is, as we know as well, in terms of low political risk and efficient agriculture, amongst a number of other reasons, we remain front and centre for global investors, um, a, a place looked at for opportunity uh, in a range of places across the agri-supply chain. As you say, however, uh, logistically and interestingly, for any investor to finally seal their investment, let's say into Australian agricultural production or somewhere else processing down the supply chain, they need to do their due diligence, they need to come and look at it, tick off everything and sign off. And if people can't get into the country, that makes that whole process very difficult. We're seeing this happen around the world with agricultural investment, uh, but with Australia effectively cut off and potentially until the middle of 2021, that could be an issue. Could we see impacting rural farm values as a result of this disruption, do you think? Well... In terms of the disruption at the moment, there are a couple of things that we are seeing. One is a positive, and we are already seeing a number of entities in Australia very quickly recognise this issue, rise to the challenge, uh, fill that space which is needed in terms of doing the due diligence for trusted offshore partners, being on top of the regulations, making the process as efficient as they can to, to make sure in any way that that capital can come in even if the people don't. In terms of the impact on farmland values, yet to be seen, but probably minimal at the moment from some of the early indications. We continue to see enough capital coming in at the moment. We also continue to see enough capital domestically, whether it's that process of consolidation, uh, the neighbours continuing to invest and to build their operations, or capital from other institutional sources in Australia, high net worth individuals, family offices, pension funds as well. The attention on the space, as I mentioned, continues to grow globally and domestically. So as far as that offshore one impacting the ongoing growth we're seeing in acreage prices right now, not looking like it at the moment. And there'll be some, I suppose, that have argued that farming in Australia doesn't welcome or even invite foreign investment. But as an industry looking for greater output and to capture the opportunities uh, that market demand could have us do, and this goes right back to, I guess, to the, the ANZ Port Jackson Partners' original Greener Pastures publication, what are some of the benefits that we're being so far, and, and is foreign investment still an important part of the capital base to grow agri into the future? 
Mark, a couple of parts to that. And you're absolutely right. It's been controversial for a long time and it will continue to be the subject of discussion in Agri and other circles for a while. What we also have to look at in terms of when you call something foreign investment in Australian agriculture, that could be whether it is direct investment, let's say into farms, a direct purchase of an asset, or as is probably more so the case, foreign institutional capital, pension fund capital, coming into a fund which is managed and controlled by Australians, which then farms large areas, but importantly brings efficiency to those areas, brings greater sustainability, brings greater productivity, brings greater technology. And when that grows in some of these major operations, a great benefit of that to the whole industry is that the lessons learned there can be picked up by producers of all scale and sizes who wish to take it on. And so a rising tide lifts all boats. It's a benefit to the whole industry. That's so much of what that capital gives Australian agriculture the opportunity to do. Michael, the Ferbs seem to be taking a bit of a tighter stance at the moment. Do you see that having much impact on, on appetite for investment? Maddie, in a period like the one we have of unprecedented and, and quite different disruption than we've ever seen before, things like Ferb were always going to take a step back, look at the landscape again, take into account a whole lot of factors and work out where they go from there. And once again, this is absolutely not unique to Australia. We're seeing this happen in a lot of countries as they look at how much the playing field actually changed. What we will probably see in the months coming up to the end of the year is more clarity coming out of this from Australian and other governments as well, where they work out where they'll go forward in these kind of things. One of the other things to take into account is like a, a million processes across the world, whether they are bureaucratic chains, food supply chains, whatever there may be, there have been unavoidable slowdowns in things too. So, so let's watch that process. Let's see some of the political dynamics which will be recorded, reported, some of the bureaucratic machinations, and I think we'll have a, a clearer picture of where that's going closer to the end of the year.